What up, what up, what up, Patriots Nation? It's been a couple weeks since we talked to each other. I've only done two podcasts in the month of February, which is crazy because February is the Super Bowl, Babs. You should be excited. Not so much. I wasn't really that excited for the Super Bowl. It was the lesser of two Eagles with the Eagles in Kansas City. Kansas City wins, and then I go on a little hiatus. Because it's really football kind of dies off, like the football talk. And I told you, I've been telling you, it's clickbait season. And we will get into some of that. But it's always like the clickbait stuff, like nothing matters. But now we're in the month of March. The combine's going on. So now the chatter goes, like the next couple weeks are going to be very important. You got people getting cut, free agency, possible trades, and you're prepping for the draft. Right now, the combine's going on. My entire Twitter timeline, at Babs and the Mike, by the way, on Twitter, my entire Twitter timeline is just a bunch of fucking 40 times and how big everybody is. I kind of I kind of like the combine and hate it. I like it because it does give you a scope into some of these players that are going to go into the draft. Like I told you, I'm not a college guy. I don't do my research. And I know a lot of people do. But other than that, I, I feel like I get it. Everyone's fast. Everyone's big. People are small. Like, I just think that the metrics are kind of dumb. They're so overrated. I just can't believe my timeline is just filled with 40 times and how important that is. I don't I don't really think that's that's totally important. Anyways, as I'm starting to see, it's like everyone's starting to come back together. All right, we got football right around the corner. Football season is approaching yet again. And that's why we got to get back onto Babs and the mic. There are going to be very important moves coming up in the month of March that we're going to have to go in-depth and get a couple more podcasts going, a couple more episodes going so we can talk about it, so I can rant about it, to just give you my opinion, give you what my feel is. I appreciate each and every single one of you that has subscribed to Babs and the Mic, who listen, who interact with me and talk about this. Here is what we are going to do today. We got to play catch-up. The last episode was on February 15th, so I have a list of notes, so my audio might go in and out on you guys, because I got to pull my notes up and go in it. Chronological order from February 15th all the way to March 4th. Let's go and cover the news of Patriots, what's been said, what's been done, and what's been going on in my life. So we're not even going to waste any time here. The first topic that I have listed was back on February 14th, February 15th and 16th and 17th, Mac Jones had a couple videos out there on the Instagram and on the Twitter. So Mac Jones is working out, just doing some workouts, stretches, whatever it might be. His trainer's posting it on his Instagram. Journalist and the beat are going to take those videos and they post it. And they're like, oh, look at Mac Jones. He's getting ready. It's February. That that did nothing for me when I saw that. Like, it's his job to work out. It's his, he is getting paid to go work out. So why are we getting hyped up about this? Like, yeah, am I going to post it and say like, Mac putting the work in? Of course I'm going to do it because I'm going to pander to you people. But I'm just looking at it like, who gives a fuck? Like, that's what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be working out. Here, the difference here is that it's not Mac posting it on his own. It's 
whoever's working out is probably just taking videos of him. Hey, can I post this in exchange for you working out here for free? Whatever it might be, right? There was a lot of hype in mid-February when those videos were coming out and people are getting excited. It is what it is. You know what's going to get me hyped? I need to see after free agency. So again, this is the month of March, people. Something that got us hyped a couple, just a couple years ago. Patriots West. Jared Stidham and Cam Newton. Patriots West with all your new free agents. Remember last year when Mac Jones was working out with Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne? Like, that's what I want to see this all. You want me to get hyped? You want to be hyped? I want videos of that. Not like the professional ones. Like I just want them to post a couple clips on their Instagram saying, hey, we're working out. That's going to get me hyped. That's what I want to see. And Mac Jones kind of needs that. Show that leadership this offseason. Put the work in together and show little clips of you guys just working out. That's when I'm going to get hyped up. I'm a huge proponent of the Patriots West thing that happened a couple years ago. And I think it's right where in the offseason... Get this group together. I know a lot of you people out there want that top-tier wide receiver and maybe a name comes into New England. Get the boys together for a weekend and start playing catch and start going over the new playbook from Bill O'Brien. That's when I'm going to start getting hyped. I hope we see that in March. And like I said in the last episode or two episodes ago when Tom versus Time, I hope we see Mac Jones and Tom Brady work out at some point this offseason. That will get me hyped. But normal workout videos, like in a gym, like who gives a rat's ass? Like he is getting paid to train to get ready for football. But like that's 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 a normal day routine for him. But to go out of your way and go like, you know, go find a football field, playing catch with your catch with your with your with your pals on the team, maybe going out of your way to go see Tom Brady working out with him, that's some things that get me hyped. That's the needle mover right there. So again. Saw that in February. I thought nothing of it. Pat's Nation was all excited. So be it. Right after that gets posted, I have this dated at February 15th. Pretty much the next day. The shit stirrers out there. I told you it's clickbait season. It comes out. Report. The Patriots. Debo Samuel. Trade might happen. And everyone hops on it. Everybody, it's like, is Debo Samuel the new Julio Jones? Like, you know how many times that we've seen Julio Jones, the New England Patriots, Julio Jones, the New England Patriots, never happens. Debo Samuel ain't coming here. And I, I've been on, I've been on this. I'm not trying to be negative. I have been one of those people that has said, I don't think a top tier wide receiver is the move for this season. And I'm sticking with that. We'll get into the DeAndre Hopkins thing again later on. But I just think that it's all smoke and mirrors. I've been saying that same thing with the Debo thing. Once that came out, it went right on to, nope, they don't see it happening. It happened literally like two days after the Super Bowl just to generate some fucking clicks to get some interest into the Patriots season. Like, that's what it felt like. Again, I feel like the New England Patriots, they are going to be looking for a wide receiver. You do have to replace a guy like Jacoby Myers who's going to hit the market and get paid somewhere else. And like I said, you have Bourne and Parker on the last year, their deal. 
You're going to have to bring somebody in. I just don't think it's going to be that top-tier name that you want to hear. And I think we'll be fine with that. I said, again, you got Hunter Henry, you got Jonu Smith. Work those guys in. And also, while we're on that, I don't see Jonu Smith getting cut. His name keeps getting thrown out there as a possible cut candidate. I don't see that happening. I mean, I'm not, I don't know anything. I'm just, this is just a gut feeling. Work with what you got. You got the two tight ends set. I, I just don't think, when it comes to Mac Jones, this is how I'm going to say it. This is Mac Jones's year three in the NFL, but this is Mac Jones's year one with Bill O'Brien, okay? I know you probably don't like to hear that, but this is his first year in the Bill O'Brien system. So Bill O'Brien needs to assess Mac Jones's skill, talent, whether or not it's worth an investment in a top-tier wide receiver. So long story short, work with what you have, and if Mac and the offense can succeed this season, then go balls deep next year and say, we do need that big name. Because let me tell you something. I don't want to compare Mac Jones to Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady is a completely different animal. But Tom Brady literally never had a top wide receiver in his career, essentially, except for Randy Moss when they got Randy Moss in. And Randy Moss never won anything when he was here in New England. It's putting the just the best core group around there. I don't I think that's what the Patriots value. I think that's how they're gonna look at it. I just don't think they're going to go balls deep on on someone like Mac Jones yet and go get him a stud when they still have to figure out who he is and you're going to and you're going to find out right away this season. I'd say if anything Patriots fans out there say the Patriots have a good first half of the season. Invest at the trade deadline. Make your splash at the trade deadline. Do something different. And no, I'm not talking about Mohamed Sanu for a second round pick. Look into it. Kind of see like what the contracts are out there. See how other teams are doing. Maybe get something in the middle of the season. As As of right now, I just don't see them giving up the assets. I don't believe in them giving up a second rounder or a third rounder. I think they're going to hold tight on what they have and they're going to wait till and they're just going to see what they can get in free agency and they're going to see what they can get in the draft. My two cents there. Next topic. Again, we're rolling. We're rolling here. I have them all listed out. We're rolling. We're rolling, right? Next topic. One day, uh, right after the Debo news, I was looking at the odds for the New England Pages to win the Super Bowl. Again, this is on Twitter at Babs the Mic. If you go back and scroll back, but I'll kind of read you the tweet. Based on the Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl 58 next season, the Patriots rank 24th overall at plus 6,000. The other teams that have worse odds than the New England Patriots, as of right now, and this could have changed slightly, but I'm going to think it's probably the same. Seahawks, Commanders, Titans, Falcons, Bears, Colts, Texans, Cardinals. I looked at the recent years past based on their odds like to win the Super Bowl. Right after the season was over. So it's like preseason, right? In 2019, they had the best odds to win the Super Bowl. That was coming off the 2018 
campaign. They beat the Rams, right? In 2020, COVID year, they lost Tom Brady right away in the offseason. And it was Cam Newton. And they still had the 15th best odds to win the Super Bowl that year in 2020. Then in 2021, they just went 7-9. and nine. They drafted Mac Jones in the preseason. They had the 11th best odds to win the Super Bowl. And then this past season in 2022, after going a 10-win season with Mac Jones and going to the playoffs and they got their booties, booties clapped, they were 21st overall to win the Super Bowl. And then they had a under 500 season, so they're 8-9. They're 24th overall to win the Super Bowl coming up in 2023. And I had to go back. I was diving into this one day. So what happens, you have a couple lattes, you start doing all the statistics. This is the lowest ranked that they've been for Super Bowl odds since the 2001 season. In 2001, which they won the Super Bowl that year, by the way. They were coming off the 5-11 season in 2000. They were ranked 25th overall heading into the 2001 season. So, Babs, why'd you just waste my time explaining all this, all these numbers and stuff? What does this all mean? That's bad. That means the Patriots franchise is devalued across Vegas. The line makers. New England is just not there anymore. And that's scary. That is a scary sight. Your team is no longer the favorite. And they still gave them the benefit of the doubt in 2020. And even in 2021, they still were in that middle of the pack. They are down and out right now. I think this team is better than what the odds makers are giving them. Do I think they're a Super Bowl contending team? Not right now. No. Do I think that they could be a playoff contending team? Yes. Do I think they have a chance to win the division next year? Yes. But the Patriots have been pushed very far down. And the whole, to wrap this rant up, the whole point of the story here is Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, need to know that this season in 2023 is the thin ice season. Because I've said this in the past. What if they go under 500 again? That's three seasons out of the last four that you're under 500. What do you do with Bill Belichick? How does the franchise turn that around? How do you even get free agents to come here and believe and build into this team? They need, they desperately need to make an impact this season and get themselves back on track. Like, and when I say that, I mean over 500, make the playoffs and you have to win at least a playoff game. You have to show some sort of track that you are on that you say, hey, we are just one, two, three pieces away from being Super Bowl contenders. And then you can say, well, Babs, why aren't they going to go after a top-tier wide receiver? It kind of contradicts what you're saying. It's just not how they operate, right? History repeats itself. That's just not how they operate. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying I don't see it happening. Kind of stick with what you have, and I believe, in the, I believe in the guys of what they have on this team. Their 8-9 and nine season they just had, I think they could have been a lot better if they had Bill O'Brien same exact squad, if they had Bill O'Brien there, they would be in the playoffs. 
if they had Bill O'Brien from the start, you're still getting that same, almost that same exact team coming back next year. And speaking of that same exact team coming back next year, Matthew Slater is deciding to come back for one more year. So special teams woes were happening during this past season. Three phases to the game. Bill Belichick always harps on special teams. And Matthew Slater is still a key speaker in that that locker room. I still feel like this Patriots team does not have an identity yet. And there's an identity crisis. Now we can hear all these people like Devin McCourty, who's another one that might contemplate retirement, might come back. We don't know. Who is the leader of the Patriots locker room right now? Is it Matt Judon? Is it Mac Jones? I think this is the this is the year right now, 2023. Mac needs to be a super vocal leader in that locker room. You can have all the guys say, well, Mac does great with the guys, and Mac does this, Mac does that. The media is in that locker room. The media is there. Like the beat reporters, the guys, they're they're there. These guys are on their fucking phones posting shit on Twitter and Instagram as well to the players. I haven't seen anything like that last year with Mac Jones. That would get leaked out there. That would be somewhere. Like you'd see a video of, of Mac and the way he's acting with everybody. I didn't see that. I really didn't see it this past year. And I'm happy that Matthew Slater's back for another final run. Maybe he this is his gonna be his glory day. Like he knows this is it for him. Give me one more run. But that veteran presence in the locker room is needed. And hopefully Slater is passing the torch and using this year to pass the torch to somebody and whoever takes that better fucking run with it. I was just like a couple, maybe like last year or two years ago saying that you got to, got to get rid of some of these guys. The, they're pat, that's it. Move on, move the locker room. McCordy and Slater are the two that I do want them to be there. I'm happy that Matthew Slater back just in the course of just a couple of weeks from the Patriots getting knocked out of the playoffs up to the point that we're at right now talking about this Patriots are taking some wins like they're 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 rebuilding the right way it gets you a little bit excited let's do this let's go one more I, I got this list I got this list I gotta look through it I'm looking at the time I'm looking at the list the last thing I want to talk about before we take a quick break here I told you it's clickbait season. So we already went in order here. Mac Jones is working out, right? Debo Samuel to New England, clickbait. Matthew Slater, he's back, signed up. Then all of a sudden, at the end of February, towards the end of February, we're seeing all these rumors and reports. Well, Mac Jones is going to get traded to the Raiders. Josh McDaniels is going to is going to go get his guy, Mac Jones. Click fucking bait. Like, I'm telling you, listen. Do I like to stir the pot once in a while? Absolutely. But I feel, this is my personal opinion, I feel that I might be a little connected to the Las Vegas Raiders in a little sort of capacity, if you catch my drift. So I feel... 
I feel that I kind of know what's happening there and kind of get a sense of what they're looking at. And it just amazes me because like I can't really go out and say everything, but I know I know what's happening. And I just amazes me to see the media. Like I'm told specifically this is happening. Like this is this is this is what it's going. I sit back and I'm just amazed by the media heads out there that are just throwing articles or throwing tweets based off beliefs and feelings. And they get picked up as story headlines that makes all the fans talk about it, which have no backing to them. Example, remember all the fucking talk that we just talked about this episodes ago. Oh, Brady's going to come back to New England and play. Like, how stupid was that? Like, I, I told you it was, it was stupid. It was never happening. Oh, Brady, that, it was legitimately being put in the brains out there. No, oh, there's a good chance that Tom's going to, like Robert Kraft and them, like they're definitely going to go after Tom. That was never going to happen. This is the same exact bullshit. Mac Jones is not getting traded to the Raiders. He's not going out there. And here's the thing. These so-called journalists and beat reporters and writers, they went from having, and this is for the Las Vegas Raiders side. You had Derek Carr. Derek Carr gets pushed out. Okay, well, who are we going to pick now? Oh, all right, let's talk about Tom Brady. Tom Brady to the Raiders. Tom Brady to the Raiders. Tom Brady to the Raiders. Tom retires. Okay, Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. Aaron Rodgers goes on his retreat, and that's starting to die off. Okay, well, if it's not Rodgers, like, who's their quarterback going to be? All right, Mac Jones. Like, they're going to trade for Mac Jones. They're going to get mixed. Like, that's it's just like the new flavor of the week. Like, when it comes to the Raiders and what they're doing at the quarterback position. So, Mac Jones, for a couple days, gets dragged into this. Well, there's a chance the Raiders could trade a draft. Like, it's not going to happen. Mac Jones was picked 15th overall for the New England Patriots. They're sticking it out with him. Now, this upcoming season will be the tell. But they're going to go into the season with Mac Jones as their starting quarterback. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's going to be him. And Bailey Zappi will be right behind him. We'll talk about that a little bit later. How about the Raiders, Babs? Babs, you, you're, trying to, you're trying to speak like you know something. I mean, I don't know everything. But I just feel the Raiders are put in a certain spot. Were the Raiders trying to go in on Tom Brady? A bit, yeah. Are the Raiders interested in Aaron Rodgers? Nope. Hey, are the Raiders interested in Jimmy Garoppolo? Nope. I just got a feeling that uh, Jared Stidham might end up being the starter there in the Las Vegas Raiders. Get a one-year deal or something like that. I don't know. Kind of like a prove-it deal. Like, they're kind of stuck at what, they're, what they have. They have the seventh overall pick. They're going to see what quarterback falls to them. If a quarterback falls to them, I, I like Anthony Richardson a lot. From Florida, I think he'd be a perfect fit for Josh McDaniels in that system. Is Anthony Richardson ready to start? Probably not, which would be great for Jared Stidham to start for one year, see how that works out. I hope Stidham balls the fuck out and stays, but also could be a great way to bridge the gap. Stidham starts, Anthony Richardson gets in there, and McDaniels has himself, you know, his new his, his quarterback of the future. But he's not going to fucking, 
oh, Bill, I need I need Mac Jones. Bring him here. You have Bailey. None of that's happening. It was all made up. It was all bullshit. And I can't believe people fell for it. I just see some of the conversations out there on like Twitter and Instagram. And I'm just like, I'm baffled. I'm baffled that people believe in some of the stuff that they see out there. Quick break here. This is episode 19, Babs on the Mic. This episode today is brought to you by TickPick. TickPick is the best ticket website to use, especially in the NBA season right now. They have no hidden fees. There's no hidden agenda, no bullshit when you use TickPick. Here's the thing with TickPick. You use TickPick compared to StubHub. Look up the same exact seats. Go into checkout of StubHub. After it takes you several minutes to get there, they hit you with an extra $200 like service fee, taxes. Your $200 tickets probably turn into $400. With TickPick, you literally pay the price that you see right off the bat. It's their all-in price. So that's what I'm telling you. Make sure you check out TickPick for the upcoming NBA playoffs. Check them out for baseball. Check them out for the NFL season when the schedule comes out. And the reason why I'm giving TickPick this love and excitement is because in our chronological order story today, TickPick hooked up GRD and I to go out to Philly for the Celtics-Sixers game. I don't talk a lot about basketball. I don't talk a lot about hockey. I don't talk a, little, a lot about the Red Sox, but I'll talk a little bit about what's uh, our, our trip out there. This is our... Fourth time out in Philly. Celtics game. Celtics and Sixers. And when people ask me, what is the best game that you've ever gone to? In in general. Like, what is the best game you've ever gone to? Like, on a road game. And the first thing that usually pops into my head is the confetti game in 2018. Game three of the playoffs. Was there. They popped the confetti out. Sitting in the balcony at that time. Wild scene afterwards. Cinco de Mayo 2018. And the aftermath of that day was amazing stuff. That game on the on the last Saturday, being in Philly, dressed as leprechauns, and me and GRD kind of had that talked out. Like, we wanted to do it for St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, the Celtics are away. Let's do it while we're in Philly. It was amazing. I will say this, just a quick basketball. Babs basketball takes don't hold any weight to it. Jason Tatum. Struggling this past week in those first the first halves. Like we went to the Knicks game after that. They they, they absolutely blew chunks. Even re- recently this past week, they won on Wednesday, but he had such a slow start. It takes him a little bit to warm up. He just turned 25 years old. His birthday just happened. They talked about this. Zolak and Bertram. He's going to start hitting his prime years very soon. He's going to get better and better. Being able to go to these games. Like the Sixers game. Amazing tickets. Amazing view by TickPick. And right in front of our faces with a tie game with five seconds to go, Tatum's able to hit just a wet three. Even having kind of a bad game. Able just to wet, dirty, nasty. Three-pointer for the win, essentially. And Owen B got his, it got his in, but it didn't count because it's a ball still in his hand. Tatum is so special to watch. And Tatum could go down as one of the all-time great Celtics, and he already is. He's already building that up. 
he's going to be if he just wins that one championship within the next year or two, he's already passed Paul Pierce. It's hard to catch up to guys like Bill Russell. He's not going to be a Larry Bird. But I think he can finish three all time. And especially with the modern era of the NBA, he has a case to be one of the best modern Celtics of all time. And it might be a while before anyone touches what Tatum does on this team in the future, in the next 25 years. So I'm just saying out there, for any Celtics fans out there, enjoy what you got in Jason Tatum. Keep Jason Tatum happy. Get the players around Jason Tatum that he wants. And do not lose this fucking guy. This is a guy that you want to be able to retire the number zero in the rafters, and you need to hang a couple championships out, uh, championship banners with him. And the fact that he's only 25 years old, and the stats that he's already put up, the records that he's putting up, it's just it, it's amazing to watch him. Again, I don't go to many games for Celtics like I used to, but being able to go watch him play, it, you just know that you have something special. We have been blessed the last, and I'm talking modern sports fan, like again, 30 years old here. So I'm talking about the last 30 years of growing up in in this Boston area and seeing some of the players that you have been able to see in person. Like, it was awesome just seeing like the KG-Paul Pierce combination, right? Ray Allen. Jason Tatum tops that, like the way he plays. Like Jason, in my mind, Jason Tatum tops that big three era. And I know he doesn't have a championship yet. It's just the way he plays. Then, like, let's say David Ortiz, right? Tom Brady, of course. And you could talk, and, and you talk like, you know, Zidane Char for the Bruins, uh, Patrice Bergeron. I think Jason Tatum in that in this era of winning championships, because the Celtics, they got to do it now. Like they have to win it now. They can still be attached to this like winning culture at the very end. I just feel like in ten years from now, when it's like, hey, rank like your all time greatest Boston's, you know, Boston sports players that you grew up on that you loved. I know this. I know there's people that you know the old heads. The I got the the Larry Bird, the Robert Parrish, the Bill Russell. You know, the Bobby Orr. Like, I, I know it. I, I hear you. This is the new generation's taking over. And the new generation, when we're 30 years from now, when I'm 60, I'm going to be able to say, I got to see Tom Brady. I got to see David Ortiz. And I got to see Jason Tatum play. Like, that is going to be something to say. That's how much I, I, I'm starting to turn around on Tatum and starting to take that, that leap this year. And it's going to continue taking these major leaps going forward. And why I say this too in the importance of this is that when I was at the Knicks game and they, they had an awful game, Tatum gets ejected. The Knicks fans that I was around with at that game were like, they got Julius Randle and, and the Knicks have been on fire. Like I just saw him today. They beat Miami. Julius Randle had a, like a three-pointer with like 0.7 seconds left and Randle's starting to feel himself. He's getting a little hot right now. But they wish they had a Jason Tatum on their team. They understand and they respect his game. And that's what I like about Jason Tatum is because other fan bases respect his game and they know that he can be lethal and he's only 25 years old right now. That's what's exciting about Jason Tatum. We're at the 31-minute mark and I got to go back to my list. Let's go back to the list here. 
Going back to Patriots talk real quick. Brian Hoyer is supposed to be getting cut soon. So it seems like uh, the report is that Hoyer signed a two-year deal, $3 million guaranteed. It's $2 million per year. Hoyer gets cut. Patriots uh, only owe him $1 million for this upcoming year. They'll save $1 million on the cap. All that says to me is Bailey Zappi is the clear-cut number two behind Mac Jones. Like I said to you already, Mac Jones is their guy. They are rolling with Mac Jones. But we saw what Bailey Zappi was able to do in an emergency situation and come in last year and not fuck it up and be able to provide a spark for the team and get a couple W's. This upcoming training camp and preseason is going to be amazing. There should be a competition at the quarterback position. It is Mac Jones's job to lose, and it will be Mac Jones's job week one. But I do want to see a guy like Bailey Zappi keep pushing Mac Jones. Do not get comfortable. You can lose your job at any moment. And I believe Mac Jones knows this is happening and knows that he'll be on his toes and he'll and he'll succeed. So I'm not here to bash on Mac Jones or anything. I'm just saying that healthy competition is good. Jimmy Garoppolo to Tom Brady. Like that's, I want that competition at the quarterback position. Tom Brady always said every year, I treated it like a competition. Even if he was guaranteed the starting job, I could treat it like a competition. Tom Brady competed against Drew Bledsoe. So I just want that Mac to have that fire under him, that knowing that my job could be on the line any moment. And I feel he knew that this past season, by the way. That's why he needed to start that Chicago game. And then after the Chicago game started the rest of the season, Mac Jones actually didn't do terrible the rest of the way. If he had a better offensive coach, offensive coordinator, he would have did better. He limited his turnovers, tried to minimize the mistakes. They did struggle in offense numerous times first half. Like, I get it. It was frustrating. I don't blame that all on Mac Jones. I blame a lot of it on play calling. But I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to give you guys a fair warning, and I'm going to probably repeat this for the next several months. Get ready for the media shitstorm in Boston. Because you know now that Bailey Zappi is the clear-cut number two behind Mac Jones, the Boston media pundits will do everything in their power, and the haters out there on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, will do everything in their power to push the Bailey Zappi agenda. And they're going to want Zappi over Mac Jones. I almost feel, I'm calling it now, it's March 4th, I'm saying it. This fucking media and fan base is going to be somehow split during preseason. Like, it's going to be the first week of preseason. Mac gets a couple reps, Bailey's in there, and like just lights it up. And then all it's going to be is, well, maybe we should start Bailey week one. Like, that, that, that is going to happen in August. Like, I just, I, I, I can just call from now. We just dealt with it this past season. There was people still wanting Bailey Zappi towards the end of the year. And I feel like the Boston media always wants something to talk about. They always want a shit stir. It's the perfect storm brewing for this upcoming year. How is Mac Jones going to handle himself is the question. Because he is going to have bad days. 
And how is he going to handle himself towards the media? It's time to put your big boy pants on, Mac Jones. Like, the pressure is going to be really there in year three. Because guess what? This team, it's a business. They'll move on from you. I, I, I'm I, sticking with Mac Jones because it's going to be his third year, first year with Bill O'Brien. But if, man, if he fucks this up and fumbles it, they're just going to move on. So it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. I'm rooting for Mac. I am rooting for Mac Jones because I'm rooting for the New England Patriots to be successful. And if Bailey Zappi was the starting quarterback, I'd root for Bailey Zappi because I want the Patriots to win games and be successful. But this is a perfect storm brewing right now. Just remember this. Remember this. There's no middle guy now in between them. Bailey Zappi is right there. And man, they're going to have to talk about something this offseason, right? They're going to have to stir the pot. You're going to see some of these guys, these beat reporters. Per source, I heard that Bailey Zappi knows the playbook better than Mac Jones. You're going to hear some stupid shit. And it's going to divide the fan base. That's what the media wants. And speaking of dividing the fan base, by the way, just off track, I want to give a prop to Adam Jones because this is what they're supposed to do. This is why they have the radio station shows and this is why they're on the TV. It's because they're supposed to be negative. They treat it as sports entertainment. Adam Jones jumped ship from Sports Hub on the night show, went to the 2 to 6 show for WEEI, a station that has been pushed down in the ratings time and time again. This past week, I have seen the Adam Jones show with Mego on my timeline on Twitter five different times. Like some sort of clip that was posted and he got ratioed. That's what they want. You are engaging in their show. Like that is what they want. And you're giving into it. And that's why he's in the two to six show. So um, that's why I'm telling you right now, the Bailey Zappi versus Mac Jones they're going to have a whole offseason to do this. Think about how excited they were to talk about it this last year. They're going to be able to do it all season, into the summer, into week one. And then anytime Mac Jones screws up in those first couple weeks, it's the Bailey Zappi shit again. I am not... That could be... This could be detrimental to the fan base and to the team. I want to avoid this at all costs. That's why it's like, Mac, you better just step the fuck up and ignore this noise and push it the fuck out of here. That's what I need to see from Mac Jones. I'm not crazy talking about this, by the way. This is a real fucking thing. Put this in your head. Again, I'm telling you, remember this. Because it's going to come up and we're going to talk about it on these episodes. I'm telling you, it's going to come up. Uh, I want to talk about the draft real quick. The draft is next month. It's, it's at the end of April. I have no say. I have no idea what the Patriots are going to do. I have no idea who they're going to go after. I have no idea who they're going to trade. That's in Bill Belichick's mind. Belichick is going to go completely opposite. I mean, I just met, shout out Cole Strange. I met him in a strange place. Not going to tell you where I met him. But we got to meet, and it's a great guy, by the way. Put on a little weight. He put on a little weight. He's bulking up. Fantastic guy to talk to. But remember, when Cole Strange was drafted, every, everyone was scratching their head about Cole Strange. Why are you taking him two rounds ahead, right? Cole Strange is pretty fucking good. And I think that Cole Strange is going to be someone who's going to be here for the next decade. My point of the story here is, I've already seen it on Twitter. Everyone's trying to analyze every single uh, receiver or, or defensive guy 
running back, whatever it might be, you are not Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick's going to take whoever he wants. I'm just going to tell you when it comes to the draft, I won't talk about the draft until we're closer to the draft. Don't believe some of the names that are going to be put out there that the Patriots probably like. Because as I'm going to repeat myself, the Jets pick right before the Patriots. They're not going to show their card. And the Patriots are going to probably pick someone that's going to be going a little bit later in the first round. They'll take them at the 14th pick. That's just how I feel. Or unless something falls to them drastically. Uh, I saw this today earlier. I got to get going soon because we're like we're probably right at that 40-minute mark, right? Oh, yeah, we are. Okay. I don't want this to go any further. Uh, downfall of Jackson Mahomes. Allegedly, Jackson Mahomes was at a restaurant, bar, lounge, whatever it might be. Sexually uh, assaulted the owner. And then he assaulted a waitress. And there was a video that got posted online. And he went behind the woman and put his hands around her neck. And was trying to force kiss her and all this and that. I mean, he was overdue for something to screw up, right? Like, are you surprised? Like, it just maybe he thinks he's invincible. I think this. I'm going to give credit to Patrick Mahomes because it was reported last year that he wanted to put Brittany, his wife, and Jackson just down, put them in the back burner. And let's be honest, we didn't hear much of Jackson or Brittany all season. Unless you are a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan that like lives there, we haven't heard anything until playoff time. So, this is a situation that involves Jackson Mahomes. He's an adult. They'll figure that out. I'm Patrick. You got to cut. <coughs> oh, geez. You got to cut all ties. You got to cut all ties to Jackson Mahomes. He shouldn't even be at your games. He should not even be allowed to be there. He shouldn't even be up on your parade boat. Yeah, I, they're brothers. They grew up together. That's their business. But... Speaking of business, when you're a $500 million quarterback, this is just, this takes a personal hit to your image, your brand, and who you are. He needs to go. Like, just, just, he's going to be your brother forever, and he's, you're going to support your brother, but he needs to go because it's just going to hurt Patrick. I've said this after the Super Bowl. I might, I might have said it in the last episode. I might have said it after the, after the last episode, just talking to people. Patrick Mahomes would probably be a very likable guy if he didn't have his wife and brother popping up in the mainstream. There's nothing wrong with his brother or his wife, but in the sense of how they carry themselves publicly. I feel like if those two are just who they are, but never on TikTok and the social media and the yelling, and they're the same people behind the scenes, but they were never on that social media stuff. Patrick Mahomes would be just well-liked across the league. I feel like we hate Patrick Mahomes because of those two people. And then you see a situation like this with Jackson Mahomes, you're like, not shocking. It's like, why are you even with these people? You gotta just, you you just gotta, I don't know. I can say a lot of things, I'll get in trouble. Other quick thing, the Bruins. I don't talk a lot about the Bruins, I'm a casual pink hat when it comes to them. I do like myself some hockey growing up. I know there's going to be a big, big playoff run coming up. They are a fucking wagon. I cannot believe the run that they're on. (laughs) Like, they cannot lose. 
whether they want to have 54 saves one night against the 17 shots they have to go and they still win, whether they want to score five goals in like the last like five minutes of a game and win 7-1. And they just beat the New York Rangers today. This team looks unstoppable. The reason why I'm bringing them up is because this upcoming this upcoming, uh, 2019 was awesome. Stan Klepp run. I know they lost in the Garden. It was Game 7. But it's amazing for Boston sports that, yes, the Patriots are down and out. That's my team, like the Patriots in football. But Boston sports as a whole, like, there's always one team that just steps up. Like, the Bruins obviously have a better shot of, of, winning, this, of winning the Stanley Cup than the Celtics do of winning the NBA Finals right now. But I, I, I have this wet dream, this wet dream coming up in June where it's like the first week of June and there's a, a championship game almost every day at the Garden. I mean, the vibes are going to be immaculate down there. In hockey, anything can happen. In basketball, it's kind of a, you kind of know what, what you are. I cannot wait for playoff hockey. Quick questions. Um, right now, let's go because I had to end this. Ziggy is the real T Rex. He says, "Is Matt Judon playing games?" If you missed it, Matt Judon on Twitter Friday night, breaking news: DeAndre Hopkins to the Patriots. Matt Judon, just the ultimate troll. I like it. I like he's playing with the fans. He's talking about it. He was trying to be like the GM last year. He went like zero for thirty eight last year trying to recruit people. But I like it. I mean, Matt Judon. Is the face of the Patriots right now? Like it's you can say Mac Jones is your quarterback, but Matt Judon's the face. He's the best player of the team. So I do like that he's somewhat open. I remember we was at the Pro Bowl, and then he talked about uh, it was Derrick Henry. He's like, "Do you like the Patriots?" Like, how do you? And he's like, "I love it up there." Like, you need a guy like that. Matt Judon's probably your last straw right now. You're grasping at straws of keeping your franchise relevant. I just talked about they they have a chance to have. Three losing seasons in four years. Like, Matt Jones, the last guy. He's holding this shit together barely. He's the guy that you want because if you're a defensive player, if you look at the defense of the New England Patriots, it's it's amazing. If you're a guy who's a free agent and is a defensive player, you might want to play with Matt Judon. Yeah, you want to win games. You want to win Super Bowl. But you look at the defense and be like, we can carry that team and I want to be part of that. And then even if I do a one-year deal, I'm going to get paid somewhere. Uh, let's see. Pazzy. Pazzy, 343. Which games are you going to be attending during the Pat season? MetLife, twice. Jets, Giants, next year. Other than that, no clue. I want to see what the schedule drops. I want to see how the dates fall. Shout out. Ramon, Red Sox mania. Got to see him down in New Jersey while we're going to the Knicks game. You probably saw pictures out there. I got to see the man cave in person. It is fucking amazing what he's done with that place. I don't think anybody can ever top what he does. And Ramon is our guy for the tailgate. And we've been talking about it. And we're getting ready for this upcoming season. I cannot wait for that. That's it. I'm done. I'm done ranting. That's us trying to catch up in the last two and a half weeks. And I know I've missed a couple things as well too. But we don't want to go and rant on. Keep going forward here. This was episode 19. Babs on the mic. Brought to you by TickPick. K&M All-Star Sports Store. Also, shout out to them as well, too. The ones at Foxwoods, Tanger Outlets. This is going to be a very important month. It's the month of March. Just right around the corner of the next week or so. Cuts. 
free agency, franchise tags, all of it. There's going to be a lot of shuffling around the league. There will be more of these episodes popping up as they need to be when it comes to Patriots news. You guys take care. Have a great weekend. Peace.